when I started putting together these blog posts and stuff, I, I realized like, this is fun. Like, I, I know a lot of people would probably hate doing this, but like with the way my brain works, like it just clicks. Like I know how to do this. And as the years went by, I started making videos and started a podcast. And now Ari Tipster is a lot of different things to a lot of different people. And it's a community and it's been a ton of fun. Like I, I love doing it. And um, yeah, so that's really for the past, I don't know how many years now, that's kind of been like the thing I spend my most time on and land land for me has always been a part-time gig. Like it was when I was uh, working my job and it was, it is now as I'm doing RE Tipster. Welcome to the Land Life Podcast with your host, PJ Riley. What's going on, guys? My name is PJ Riley. This is the Land Life Podcast. Uh, for the second podcast in a row, I'm standing. You can see me moving. There's all kinds of cool things here in the background. Like I say, though, all the time, if you don't like the background, if you don't like the podcast, you think I need to change anything, just let me know. Just shoot me a message. But no matter what you do, no matter what, like, subscribe, leave a comment, uh, and stick around to the very end because... Our guest today, Seth, is going to give you information on how to get hold of him. If you want to learn from Seth, he's, I call him the Oracle of Land Investing. And you'll see that if you pop this guy's name up on YouTube with Land Investing, or really any site, Google, anything like that, uh, this guy will give you more information than, um, than is out there anywhere on the planet. Uh, so, Seth, uh, you own Ari Tipster. This is a blog, YouTube channel, <laughs> land investing company, uh, Facebook group. Uh, Re Tipster is literally everywhere. So, uh, Seth, how you doing? I'm doing great. It's good to be here, PJ. Thanks for having me. That's awesome. Thank you so much for coming on too. I, I really appreciate it. Yeah. Um, Seth has answered about, I don't know, about seven years worth of questions for me since I've been in the land business for seven years. So, I, I definitely appreciate it. Um, Seth, before we get started, though, let's go. Let's go back. Let's just do a quick background on you. Um, kind of let us know how you got to the point where we're at right now. You know, like what what brought us to this point. In, in in your life yeah you mean like uh with my story specifically or like the Absolutely. industry right now or okay your story uh, personally where how seth got to here yeah sure yeah so this is a yeah common story i tell whenever i'm on podcasts okay. like this so for me it started back in like 2000 like 2006 was when i first got interested in real estate and at the time it was a hyper competitive housing market kind of like it is today and i had no idea how to find deals on anything. And I, I spent hundreds of hours scanning the MLS of all places, trying to find deals on houses and stuff like that to flip and buy as rentals. And, you know, not surprisingly, it didn't go well. I found nothing. And I, I didn't understand how anybody could make sense of this and make money from real estate. But I knew there must be something. Clearly, I'm missing something because people do it. And uh, it was about uh, 2008 when I figured out the whole land thing and buying properties from uh delinquent tax list and that whole approach and so i got started with that and it it blew me away how well it worked like i just couldn't believe i could send out like these little flimsy yellow postcards and people would actually reply and i could make super low offers and people would actually say yes it was just like i mean any land investor out there who has seen it work can probably relate i mean it's just this amazing moment of revelation when you when you see what's possible and uh so yeah, my first year, uh, I did about 30 deals when I was plugging away at my full-time job. 
uh, next year. I forget how many it was, but it was more than that. And did that year over year and the deal started to get bigger and bigger and started doing seller financing and, you know, bumping into walls and messing things up and learning from those mistakes. And around 2012, I discovered this other blogger. He has nothing to do with real estate, but his name was Pat Flynn and he ran smartpassiveincome.com. And I saw what he was doing with his blog. And I was, it was like one of the, one of the biggest aha moments of my life where like he was putting this incredible information out there. Like I would have paid for this stuff. It was really good, but it was free. And I was like, how is this? Why is he doing this? Like, how is he making money from this? It doesn't even make sense. And then he was also publishing these income reports where he would talk about how much money he was making from his blog, where it seemed like nothing was for sale. And he was making tons of money. It's just like, whoa, like there's something here. And I think what I liked most about him was that he reminded me a lot of me. Like he wasn't a super, you know, arrogant, self-confident uh, person who had all the answers. It was very much just like, hey, I'm a normal guy and this is what I'm figuring out and here's what's working for me and here's what's not. Here you go. And I was like, you know what? Like I can relate to that guy. Like I feel like I could do that for what I know about land and real estate and rental properties and stuff that I knew how to do. So I started Ari Tipster and it was... When I started putting together these blog posts and stuff, I, I realized like, this is fun. Like, I, I know a lot of people would probably hate doing this, but like with the way my brain works, like it just clicks. Like I know how to do this. And as the years went by, I started making videos and started a podcast. And now Ari Tipster is a lot of different things to a lot of different people. And it's a community and it's been a ton of fun. Like I, I love doing it. And um, yeah, so that's, really for the past, I don't know how many years now, that's kind of been like the thing I spend my most time on and land. Land for me has always been a part-time gig. Like it was when I was uh, working my job and it was, it is now as I'm doing RE Tipster. And now I'm in the process of getting uh, into self-storage investing too. And that's like a whole other can of worms to figure out how to do that. I'm like right in the midst of trying to <laughs> iron out a ton of wrinkles with that whole project. So um yeah, I need to slow down at some point and stop adding <laughs> new things on my plate. But but it's been a ton of fun and I've been super blessed to do what I've been able to do. That's awesome. So you're still doing land investing on the side. What, I mean, yeah. you've been doing this since, what's that, 14 years? Yeah. In the land, that's insane. So yeah. how many deals would, I don't know if you've actually totaled this up, but in 14 years, how many deals mm -hmm. do you think you've, you've, you've gotten? Man, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe a thousand ish, but I don't know. I never have actually touched totaled that up. It's not. It's not like tens of thousands. Nothing like that. It's um, if it's not a thousand, it's somewhere close to that. So yeah. several hundred at least, I guess. Oh yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, if you did thirty the first year, yeah. that's, that's pretty yeah, good. I mean, in your first year to be a real estate investor and tell people, yeah, hey, I just did thirty deals this year. My very yeah. first year. I have no idea what I'm doing, but 30. yeah. Well, it, that's been the interesting thing, man. Is I mean, I thought it was pretty good to do 30 deals, but the more I've been doing this and the more people I meet and uh, the people who have joined our community and, you know, learned a lot of stuff without paying me anything, they just learn a lot and apply it from the blog. Um, some people just hit it out of the park. Like they go nuts. It's crazy to see what some people accomplish. And uh, I, I've never fancied myself as like the biggest or the best or anything like that. I'm just a guy trying to, figured out like everybody else does. I, the difference is like, I, I work really hard to take my findings and 
make them public and just show people, look, this is how I did this. And here you go. If you want to use that, go for it. And it's super rewarding to see how many people, you know, resonate with that and uh, have made a difference in their own life. Um, not because I'm the ultimate authority, but just because like I'm putting it out there. And yeah, it's been awesome. No, and, and and me being one of those new people, I mean, we're very appreciative for all that free information. It's absolutely insane. Um, yeah. You basically built like a set of stairs, right? So like, whereas yeah, sure. you were there before, you know, there were no stairs, there was no building, you're looking around in an empty spot. You mm -hmm. know, you basically built these stairs for other people just to walk straight up, you know? Because yeah. there's so many little questions, like not even, I mean, you know, sending out letters, buying land, that's very straightforward, right? It's pretty easy to understand. I will buy a property from someone and then sell it for X amount of you know dollars. Yeah. There's so many details though. So many little yeah. things. Like your first postcards, for example. How awesome were those first postcards? Like, what did they look like? How much have you improved on? Actually, how were those first postcards? What were the first letters like? Like uh, like what do they say? Or like how do yeah, they come yeah, like together? Details on 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 those things. Like, um, were they any good? Yeah. Yeah, you know, for me. It wasn't that I like had this epiphany and just knew what to do. It was more of I had seen a few other examples that were there weren't even a postcard. They were in like a full letter. And I sort of condensed them down and changed the wording and I used a different font. And my goal was to make it look like a super basically the opposite of an advertisement. Because when anybody gets a piece of junk mail, like they just know it. And a lot of times it goes in the trash before they open it. Um, and I think what a lot of people do these days with letters, um, it, it works. I mean, it, it doesn't have like a big flashy company logo, like Chase Bank, you know, credit card offer, like that's immediately going to the garbage. So I think uh, a lot of people have the right idea. Um, but mine was just a, a very personal, short to the point uh, message, you know, explaining who I was and what I was trying to do and put my phone number and my website on there. And uh, yeah, and it worked. And I, I think, what's really more important than the the message i mean the message is certainly important but uh, send it to the right people in the, in the first place i think is kind of what you need to nail before sure. anything once you get that done then uh kind of goes out from there in terms of getting the other things right yeah so my my first postcards you know i, I decided to do postcards so i bought these little uh a piece of paper that you could break off you know there was four yeah. pieces, four four oh, uh, sure little postcards, you break them off and I would put a stamp on them and I would manually do these myself. Yeah. So I didn't go through any specific course when I first started land investing. I basically mm -hmm. watched a video. Mm -hmm. uh, it was the land geek, you know, one mm -hmm. of his early videos. And yeah. I figured I'm going to watch this. And, and I got some of the information. So anyway, I was handwriting these postcards. Oh, wow. And they were absolutely terrible because <laughs> I tried to sound like I knew what I was talking about. Right. Mm -hmm. I tried to come across as obviously something I was not even sort of. Mm -hmm. So I would write these things and I would handwrite them. And after about 20, my, my hands are cramping and, you know, it's just, they came across pretty bad. I had a guy respond once and he goes, I'm responding to your childlike postcard. Oh yeah. yeah. At that point I'm like, all right, never mind. I'm going to go to, go to letters, but kind of uh, expanding on that. I get letters in the mail every day from other investors mm -hmm. where they want to buy my personal home or they want to buy properties from me. Mm -hmm. And they all look about the same. Yeah. They're a white envelope with a white letter, company name. Here's what I want, whether it's they offer an, an, an offer price. There's all these different strategies. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering if it would be smarter 
to go back to that handwriting, maybe get my kids involved. I mean, this might be a better thing because I'm not going to lie to you. I'm a land investor. I got a lot of properties mm -hmm. and I get these letters every single day. I mean, yeah, yeah, sure sometimes, mm -hmm. especially if they don't, if, if the, 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 the buyer, the person sending me these letters is not removing like a duplicate, mm -hmm. I'll get just a stack in certain quantities. <laughs> I mean, it'll yeah. probably be like, whoa, well, I already know what this guy wants. Like, it's the same size property, you know? Yeah. Um, so I wonder if going back and maybe being a little more personal and uh, being more um, strategic mm -hmm. might be a better idea. What do you think about that? Yeah, you know, it's funny, this idea of like reinventing the wheel or just like rethinking the whole process from scratch. Mm -hmm. um, on one hand, it's kind of hard when you have been served up a certain way to do things, because in your mind, it's like, that is the right way. Yeah. And the idea of, you know, hitting the reset button, it's just hard to do that. But um, I mean, for example, like what if you were to use, I don't know, a, a postcard that has the text printed on it vertically instead of landscape, you know, or what if you introduce QR codes or put a picture on there? Or, yeah. I mean, it actually wouldn't even take that much work to change it up substantially enough so that it looks very different from anything else out there. But like you say, I mean, like nobody does it, you know, everybody just wants to do a plug and play and they want the easy button, which I get. I mean, there's lots of, yeah. lots of work to be done. We all want easy buttons, but, but I mean, if, if you're finding that your direct mail is not working or if it's not returning the results that it always has, which I think a lot of us can, you know, yeah. uh, relate to at this point, then yeah. I mean, start thinking outside the box. Yeah, and, uh, there's, yeah, there's millions of different ways to do it. It's just about being creative and thinking through it. Yeah, I'm gonna go tell my kids they got work to do. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> high school, better. I don't, I don't. Kids probably don't even have good handwriting anymore. They just type everything. So there's no spell check on this. Don't mess it up, kids. Yeah, my kids yeah. don't, but they're five and eight, so they kind of have an excuse. But yeah, they definitely have a better excuse than my 15, 17, <laughs> and 22 year olds. <laughs> yeah, they, they definitely have a better excuse. All right, so kind of expanding on that. Um, the state of land investing now versus where it's at, uh, where it was at when you started. And I mean, when you started, nobody was doing land investing. Uh, there, it was not a thing. Yeah. I started maybe seven years ago. There were a couple videos. I remember I mean, some of the big guys, the big, uh, I guess, guru. I don't want to say gurus because that's like such a bad, con has a bad connotation, but that's what they are. The big guys in land, maybe mm -hmm. one video. It was their first one. It was terrible, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, so when I first started that we didn't have a lot of information out there, but since you started to about seven years ago to a now, how has mm -hmm. it changed? Do you, have you seen the change in land? Man, it's changed quite a bit. I feel like a lot of that change has happened in the past few years here. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know we were talking a little bit before we hit record. I feel like it's, it's been a, a very consistent thing with very, um, you know, predictable results in, like you could just do the same thing and it would just work. And that kind of started to shift around that 2020 period. I feel like a lot of people saw it getting a lot more competitive or they'd have to offer a lot more to, to get anything accepted. And uh, yeah, so I think in terms of how it used to be. So like, for example, um, I remember the first time I made a buying website and I, I paid like a few hundred bucks to somebody on Elance at the time. Now it's called Upwork to do some SEO for me. And they just threw a bunch of links all over the internet. They were not high quality links. They did not work hard at it. 
but they were just trying to target a few keywords so that I would get ranked. And I was like, number one in like a month. And uh, that's pretty much impossible right now doing what they did. And um, part of that's because there's more people trying to do it. Part of it's because Google has matured a lot and changed the algorithm in terms of how stuff gets ranked. Uh, but it, yeah, it was honestly like, it's kind of a, a uh, there's two sides of the coin. Like on one hand, it was super easy. Like nothing was really hard in the ways that it's harder today. Um, and I hesitate to say hard. It's just more difficult than it used to be in some ways. But uh, but back then, like the technology was almost non-existent. Like mm -hmm. um, <laughs> just like trying to find parcel maps of anything was a challenge. Like yeah. data tree, if it existed, I didn't know about it. There was Agent Pro, which was... I mean, when I first discovered that, it was like this amazing revolutionary thing to be able to see consistent parcel maps in most part places of the uh, of the country. But you know, things like finding comps, like all the different software stuff, like Pebble and um, you know, Priced and Price Boss, and all these different tools out yeah. there that they just make it a lot easier and faster to find this stuff. And in some cases, like it still can't really be done well because. There's a lot of places where comps still aren't really there. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that, that'll ever really change, but there's just been a lot of innovation in terms of people trying to build businesses that make life easier for land investors. So um, yeah, even when I, I go through our course, sometimes the land investing masterclass, I'll, I'll go through there and I just, I put together like here, sign up for this, use this, use this. And like half that stuff, it's like, this did not exist when I was getting started. Like so much easier now than it used to be. Yeah. And it's like, like you said, like, like we were talking about before we hit record, when you do send those people to that new thing, a week later, you're like, whoa, there's a brand new thing that's even 10 yeah. times better than that here. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. I, I'm likening it. So you said around 2020 is when you kind of noticed a little bit of a change. Yeah, that's when I noticed it, but it might be the markets I was working at. I don't know. Maybe people saw I feel it. The same way. Yeah. I feel exactly the same way. I feel like people were maybe sitting at home a little more. Yeah. Um, all online businesses seem to blow up. Crypto was like, a, yeah. I had never even thought about it, but there was people, all these guys doing crypto. Yeah. So it, what I like to, I, I think of it as kind of gumming up the works, I mm -hmm. guess. I get all these, you know, you get a lot of letters from people, from, mm -hmm. from other, um, maybe people that want to start the business. Uh, but I'm, I'm also getting letters from people wanting to buy my car, my house, my, mm -hmm. you know, everything as, as well. Um, and a lot of times I never hear from them again. A lot mm -hmm. of times they drop off, right? So I think that's, maybe it was a spike. It was like a lot of excitement, hype, you know, just like crypto, just like really every business, you get a lot of hype and then it drops down again. You know, yeah. they, they fade away. And those, those, uh, those people that are consistent with it will do great. I mean, mm -hmm. I've never had so many uh, accepted offers as I have over the past two months. Mm -hmm. And awesome. prior to that, it was really falling off. Mm -hmm. I feel like maybe as an investor, as an actual investor doing the business regularly, it's starting to surge back up again. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. you, you, like you said, there's all these different, all this software, all these things. So your new guys, like, I don't have to do anything, like anything. <laughs> and you're going to do this business for me. And I just got to give you all the money I got for my job. Yeah, I'll do that. Um, <laughs> when they realize it's not as easy though. They've paid for all this software. They've paid for all these companies to manage their business. They haven't gotten any accepted deals and they're out the door onto the next thing, mm -hmm. whatever it may be. This yeah. is just maybe my thoughts. 
my you know crazy brain yeah. thinking. But it, it almost seemed like that was happening. And now that we're kind of going back into the world, there's not as many land investors. Maybe mm-hmm. they're kind of falling out now. Um, yeah. I'm getting a ton of accepted deals where I wasn't just a few months ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have your uh, offer prices gone up or down? Are they kind of consistent where they were before? Up. Oh, they okay. had to go up. And and that's yeah. another thing too. So imagine you're Mr. S- Mr. Landowner. Mm-hmm. You know, when your wife bought this property 30 years ago, we were going to put your, 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 your beautiful home on this property. It never worked out. Mm-hmm. We're consistently getting these offer letters from guys like you and me. Mm-hmm. And they start out, let's just make up a number, a thousand bucks, thousand bucks, thousand bucks. No, no, we're never going to sell. Then for about six months, eight months, it's 2000 bucks. Mm-hmm. Whoa, they get yeah. in their head now, it's 2000 bucks. You can't go back to 1,000 bucks. Mm -hmm. So now it's 2,000. And so that's where I'm at at this point. I'm Mm -hmm. I'm offering the 2,000s, but there's nobody else offering those those prices. Mm -hmm. So they're not getting as many offers as they were getting previously. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, I definitely bumped up up prices. That's just with anything though. You know, if you get, um, uh, I guess, if you fall in love with these prices for certain areas, Mm -hmm. you're going to go out of business. Yeah. Totally. At least over the past couple of years, for sure. Yeah. What's that? Yeah. At least over the past couple of years, for sure. It's just, it's shot up so quick. I think from like, I don't know, 20, 2009, when I started to like 2018, 2019, like it was kind of just a slow creeping up and up and up and up over time, but it just kind of went nuts over the past couple of years. And um, hopefully that's starting to come down a little bit. But I do remember like when I was getting started and, you know, obviously certain things were a lot harder. I sort of, man, I didn't enjoy the struggle, but there was always a part of me that kind of rejoiced when I saw something that was difficult because I knew like, there's a whole lot of people who will not put up with what I'm putting up with right now to yeah. do this. So like, that's kind of weed out a lot of people. And, uh, and yeah, I, I think it still takes plenty of work. There's just certain mm-hmm. things that uh, new little added conveniences are there if you're willing to pay. Yeah, so, you better be willing to pay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you're coaching. Um, you're coaching new students, right? No, I'm not actually. Um, I, I did that years ago, but uh, coaching, coaching, I don't know. I can do it, but it just, it's not really what I love spending my time on. I think it's because like, I can't really control if a person does anything with yeah. what I tell them to do and I, I can't scale it. So what what I prefer to do is put the information out there for anybody who wants it. And people, some people will latch on and do it. Some people won't, but at least like, the job is done. It's out there doing its work. And I don't have to be, you know, talking. It's also kind of just a time thing. Like I just don't have time for it. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, you didn't do I, I, I'm sorry. Yes. Uh, yeah. Right. I, I, I am. I have a course out there right now. Oh, cool. um, I was just asked because people are like, you know, I go on, I, I don't hang out with land investors a lot. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know where to begin, where to find them in my neighborhood, but yeah. Uh, so you meet so many people and you go through this process of explaining well, here's what I do. I buy and sell land. They're like, how? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, so here's what I do. And, I, and, you, and you explain the process and then they message you again in a week. So what do I do here? And oh, right, right. in two weeks. So mm-hmm. what do I do here? And it yeah. got to where I was, um, I was responding to so many Facebook messages every day. Mm-hmm. And some of them were like, I mean, they're sending you a huge narrative. Like oh, yeah, for sure. What, I mean, I'm sure you've got it too. Very familiar with that. I would get them and it was like, all right, man, I I, I just don't have time to respond. Or, and then they send a question mark at the end. Mm-hmm. I didn't respond right away. 
Like, yeah. dude, I just don't have the, I don't have the bandwidth. I don't have the time mm-hmm. running my own land business, just like you want to be doing. Yeah. So anyway, I would, um, I was like, I'm just going to put together a course. Yeah. Explains what I do from start to finish. Very simple, no frills. Um, and then we'll go from there. And mm-hmm. that's why I did that. That's yeah. Uh, it, yeah. It that, I mean, that was really the, that was the origin of our tipster right there. I mean, there's, even to this day, there's tons of like, I can just drop them a quick link and I can check it out. I don't have to spend like 20 minutes regurgitating the same thing over and over again. So yeah, yeah I totally hear you. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it, there's, there's a, so many courses out there that I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say any is better than the, than the, than the other. There's just, they're all probably really good. I would imagine based on the success of the, the coaches. Um, that's another thing though, that has caused, in my opinion, for the business, the, the industry to blow up mm-hmm. you know, there's so many more people who have yeah. thought the a thought of this idea whereas it didn't exist previously mm-hmm. yeah. you know, i mean 2017 no. or when, when did i do it 2015 i remember one course it was one yeah. guy doing his course and if you want to do it you did that one and you know after about a year or two i was like i should probably do a course yeah so i bought it well, and that was it yeah it's actually uh it's funny to say that there's a lot of people i know well, not a lot, a handful of people I know where like they're coaches or they're doing this or that. And I, I just like, I didn't even know they had a course. Like, I didn't know you had a course. So there, there's a lot of that, that, um, I don't know. It's hard to say how much, uh, any one particular course or podcast or whatever is contributing to the overall, uh, competition. I don't know, but, yeah. but I'm sure it plays some role in that for sure. And there's these great videos from Ari Tipster on YouTube that I, yeah all the time sorry about that (laughs) (laughs) so future land investing where do you see it man i i i hate predicting the future because i don't Uh, know where's Um, your crystal ball yeah i i'm hoping that uh you know prices will go down that uh you know competition will go down that kind of thing and will it i don't know i i can sort of see arguments Either way, like I could see why it would or why it wouldn't. Yeah. And that's why it's like, I don't know. I can't make a prediction for you. But um, I do think every individual land investor kind of needs to just figure out for themselves, like, what do I want from this? Like, do I want to do a few huge deals a year or do I want the seller finance for the for the income or do I want, you know, do a thousand base hits a year? What do I want to do? And yeah. it's kind of up to each person to figure out where they fit into the overall scope of things. Because I know sometimes like, there can be intense competition, intense, I say that with quotes, but <laughs> there, there can be more competition within a given county for a certain property type, but like very little or none for a different property type, like land type, like sizes or location and that kind of thing. So um, the, the competition thing, like no doubt it's gone up. Like there's just no, no question to it, but like that's a very catch-all word to just say like, ah, it doesn't work anymore. It's like, well, mm-hmm. Maybe for that one little segment that you're going after in that one county at yeah. this one time. <laughs> but uh, like I, I had a property I sold earlier this year um, that it was weird. I, I would get like one month where I would get like maybe five blind offers on that one property. And then it would go several months without getting anything. And even when I did get the blind offers, I called several of them because a few of them I thought were like way too high. And it's like, yeah, maybe I will sell for that. Yeah. <laughs> and uh they either wouldn't answer or when they did answer, they would like back out of the deal. So like 
just because you're getting letters does not mean those are valid offers. It doesn't mean anything is going to become of that. It doesn't mean this person's serious about their business or that they're going to be around next month. Yeah. And, uh, and I think it's easy to lose sight of that when you just see that coming in, you're like, Oh no, everything's ruined. It's like, not really. I mean, there, there's something to that, but um, I wouldn't throw in the towel just yet. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool that you say uh, there's so, so many different types of land. Yeah. Uh, and, and we're such a small niche in already. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've talked to so many people. I, I talked to a guy that does um, infill lots only, mm-hmm. just infill lots. You know, yeah. you got your house, your neighbor's house, and then that one down the street is just this blank lot. Yeah. That's what this guy buys and sells. Yeah. Um, just think if you're watching this, um, all the potential of just infill lots. Drive around your neighborhood right now and tell me how many infill lots are there. I mean, what if you could buy those? That could mm-hmm. be your entire business that could provide you all the financial freedom that you could ever want. I mean, I pretty much do rural vacant land, probably mm-hmm. like a lot of other land investors. Yeah. Uh, but like you said, maybe I'm buying the five acres in that county. Mm-hmm. But what about the 40s? Nobody's yeah. paying attention to those. What about the twos? Nobody's paying attention to those, right? Yeah. So there's just so many cool things you can do in, in land investing. It's just yeah. And it's almost kind of, I mean, I don't want to say it's a different business model, but sort of in some ways, like when you look at infill lots and the different qualities and uh, just efficiencies, you know, it's usually easier to find comps, like they're just easier to understand. Um, there's a lot more predictability with that. Whereas when you're going after the one forty acre property within that five mile, you know, five square mile radius, yeah. it's like, there are no comps. And it's like, how do, how do you deal with that? There's certainly ways to do it, but there's a lot more question marks involved in that process. And some people, you know, will gravitate towards one or the other. Um, yeah. yeah. So become the master at that. Become the best at that, whatever yeah. that thing is, you know. You're the best at finding comps of those 40-acre lots in the middle of nowhere yeah. uh, that, that, that barely nobody ever even thinks about. So yeah, uh, that's super cool. Um, let's talk about self-storage. Yeah. Let's talk about self-storage. You want it, you are you currently in the self-storage market? Because I remember you and I spoke uh, years ago. Yeah, that's right. Another guy, Keith Keith Cantley. And now Keith is actually a regular now on this podcast. Oh, cool. We we are gonna have we're having a regular uh weekly um kind of back back and forth banter. Mm -hmm. But so Keith is like a super successful self-storage investor. Yeah, he'll never tell you he really is. so you're moving into self-storage. Where, what part of that journey are you in right now? Yeah, so so probably about three years ago now, I decided like, I got to figure this out. Like I, this is an itch I need to scratch. Even if I end up not doing it, I need to get to the bottom of this and see if this is something I can do. So I started, you know, I took a couple of courses and I did a direct mail campaign to everybody within a one hour radius of where I live to try to find a storage facility to buy an existing one. And the only people that responded either wanted twice as much as what their property was worth, or they wanted to know if I knew of anything they could buy. So there was, it was, it was a huge smack in the face compared to what I was used to with land investing. Just, you have to just take all of your land knowledge and just flush it. It does not apply to self-storage. It's just a totally different thing. Um, Well, maybe not all of it, but 95% of it. And uh, so because I couldn't find any deals on existing facilities, which I think is definitely an easier way to go if you can, uh, I decided, you know, maybe I should just build one. And normally I would never do that, but the numbers just seemed to make sense. So I uh, hired a consultant and we put together a plan and spent 
probably the past year just trying to plan the thing. And we just recently broke ground. They're excavating like right now as we speak. And uh, it's, I'm told it's going to be done in December, but I'll believe it when I see it. But if not December, you know, maybe early in 2023. And yeah, it's, um, there's just, a, there's a lot to it. A lot of people see self-storage as like a simple business that doesn't have any real hard work. And there is an element of truth to that. Like it is simpler than a lot of stuff, but like, man, there's, there's a lot of ways you can screw it up, especially when you're building a new one, like understanding the supply and demand. And then hopefully somebody else isn't building one the same time you are and totally messes up your projections. And, um, and especially right now, like cost of everything is going all over the place. And we thought we had one price when we started and now it's going up and up and up. And uh, yeah, there's just, there's a lot of stuff to lose sleep over if you're somebody who worries about stuff like like I do. So I'm I'm really looking forward to this being done and stabilized so I can just kind of chill for a little bit. Sure. <laughs> if that day ever comes. <laughs> where where so are you still in Michigan? Yep. I okay, know. so the property's in Michigan, correct? Yep. Yep. So you still have to contend with weather, mm -hmm. right? Weather. Um now what about contractors? I've noticed in my personal business and life contractors have been really difficult to be consistent <laughs> i mean I've, i'll call hey i need a floor done in this place and it will be yeah sure we'll be there yeah it comes around they're not there yeah like oh yeah. sorry everyone has got covid everyone's yeah. got covid oh all right let's well, reschedule <laughs> next monday <laughs> next monday comes and goes oh here's what happened you know next yeah. monday like, oh dude are you gonna do this i'll pay you if you mm -hmm. just show up have you yeah. had any of these issues with your, with with people working on your in your properties or your property? Yeah, yeah. So I've got a general contractor managing all that, and he's okay. he's awesome. Like he is my MVP. Like he's <laughs> he's saved me over a hundred grand already. Holy Just, cow! Yeah, because the people that design this thing, they're from other states, because that's who my consultant hooked me up with, and they don't know like the cheapest ways to do things in Michigan. And my contractor does, and and he's basically just like questions stuff and gets to the bottom of it and yeah. anyway so he's been awesome and he deals with all, all this but to your point like the people that were supposed to clear the trees from this property that was just what, like what you said they just didn't show up yeah. they were too busy like sorry we got better paying jobs over here you're, yeah. you're on your own and so my contractor he rented a the equipment and did it himself which is uh yeah so That's i awesome. think that is a it is a pretty common thing and i've talked to other uh storage investors who are also building right now and heard very similar stuff like yeah. it's it's par for the course for people just to hang out to dry because they've got better stuff to do yes <laughs> yeah it's really frustrating to me yeah i had to sit a guy down a couple of weeks ago he was doing a bath bathroom work for me and i asked him i said hey uh i understand if you're overbooking man he's like, oh no 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 we would never do that and i was like no 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 i understand is what i'm telling you i get the business you're he's a sales guy right he's being told you have to hit x amount of numbers you have to sell X amount of whatever he was doing bathrooms. So bathroom mm -hmm. sales in order to hit your quota. Now you mm -hmm. only have one guy doing the work for 30 homes right now. Yeah. So it's never going to work. So, uh, but he did eventually break down and admit, oh yeah, they make me oversell. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's really tough. And I was like, yeah, don't sweat it. But I just, I wanted to make sure I understood kind of your, your world uh, yeah. uh, in, in that aspect. Mm -hmm. um, so your facility how many units? What are, we, what are we looking at? Like, what did you build? Yeah. Yep. So it's going to be 170 like garage type units and then 95 parking spaces. And um, so 27,600-ish square feet. Okay. And I didn't realize this, but apparently when you're doing what I'm doing, 
you're supposed to do a minimum of like 50,000 square feet. So this is actually like smaller than it should be. And as a result, um, in this first phase, the like cash on cash return and uh, cash flow, it, I mean, it's going to be good, like worth doing it, but not amazing. Like it's actually not an amazing deal yet. It will be amazing when I get to phase two and then build that out because the cost of excavation is a huge cost. This property is kind of, it's kind of weird. They have to bring a lot of soil on site. And um, so anyway, once that excavation cost is handled, everything else gets a lot cheaper in terms of when the next phases uh, get added on. Yeah. So sorry, did you, maybe you already said this, but how big is the land? Do you have land to expand oh, yeah. on? Yep. Uh, so it's 6.7 acres is oh, the total perfect. size of the, which is, it's pretty, pretty big. I mean, that's a decent size to fit a lot of stuff on there. Yeah. Okay. And so I, I know a lot of people are going to be like, they, oh, wow, self-storage. I don't want to do that. So how, what made, did you go to a coach? Did you have a, a person helping you or did you just start researching this stuff on your own? And you're like, you know what? I'm a smart guy. I got this. Yeah. So I was a, I, I took a couple courses and I found them to be, one of them was like a little deceiving. Like it didn't really set proper expectations. The other one was just mildly helpful. For me, when the education really started was when I got into a mastermind group. Keith was actually in it and uh, and a couple other guys. And yeah. man, it was just, I mean, I was somebody who had no real experience. So I'm coming in with nothing really to offer other than just ideas from my other real estate stuff. These guys are just telling me like how it really works, like versus what you're told. And man, I've got pages and pages of notes and a lot of it has you know been consistent like it's it's true and it was just getting in a room with other people who like they don't claim to be the experts but they're they're doing it and they can share their experience and vice versa like that goes a long way and it and it doesn't have to cost you anything just yeah. find people who are also passionate about it yeah yeah that, that's interesting you say that so what about uh like networking in your area are you out there talking to people locally that can kind of help you out a little bit. I'm getting more into that. Uh, for my land business, I've never really had to do much of that. But with self-storage, it is a much more relevant thing to know and you know, just have relationships with these local people. So yeah, yeah I, I wouldn't say I'm, I've done a ton of it, but I'm getting more into that for sure. Yeah, I, I think going out and meeting people, it's like um, people get afraid of doing that, right? Mm -hmm. They're very yeah. nervous about going out and meeting other people in your industry. I, I mean, I go to real estate networking groups here in the denver area there's quite mm -hmm. a few of them um, there's good ones and there's not good ones right yeah we've mm -hmm. all kind of been through that probably uh you know you go to the, the bad ones and it's just everyone handing out business cards yeah I i'm a millionaire realtor i can help yeah you. um but some of them i mean you're gonna meet real people and in a brick and mortar business like yours and if you're interested in moving into self-storage or any other brick and mortar it's a good idea to go out and meet these people i mean just talking to people that are like, uh, you know, this part of the county, this part of the city, you know, you can do this, this, and this. And then you're like, mm -hmm. I didn't even know that. Yeah. But you did it just by showing up to this event and talking to someone. Yeah, for sure. You know? And a lot of people in real estate, especially, especially the good ones, mm -hmm. the ones that are really excelling, kind of like Seth's videos, they're willing to give out this stuff for free. Mm -hmm. You yeah. don't need to go and, and sit down and you know, pay thousands of bucks to to meet with these guys. A lot of times you can just go to these places and you walk in the room and it's maybe it's an old bar and everyone's just talking and hanging out and you introduce yourself. You're, you're very normal. And Hey, this is me. I'm no, no idea what I'm doing. You know, I'm here to learn. 
Yeah. Uh, and a lot of these guys are really willing to help you, whereas you might think they wouldn't be because they're you're you're too low for them. I guess you're not on their level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's uh there's a lot of that out there for sure. I think for me, what I've struggled with a little bit, I mean, it's a little bit different than what you're talking about, but this has really hit me a lot in this storage experience so far is that it's, I feel like it's really hard to get just the clear and total truth from people in life. Like you can get 80% of the truth, but like what it comes down to is there's something that they stand to benefit from if they let make you believe a certain way, or maybe they'll omit certain details that ought to be mentioned, but they just don't. So like, it's not that they're lying. They're just not telling you the whole story. And yeah. it's, uh, I don't know, I can't stand that. <laughs> like, I, I basically, and I know this, for example, like trying to figure out what storage software to use for this storage facility, like how to manage the units and collect rent. Probably talked to like seven different companies, wasted tons of time. And like, none of them, I feel, gave me the real full story. Like, they told me like stuff that'll make me want to buy their thing, but I'm not actually hearing the truth. I can't get the truth unless I go talk to their competitor or somebody who's actually using them. It's just so hard to get truth in this life, which really bugs me. (laughs) Well, yeah, it's funny you say that because we were talking about uh, website development earlier too. And getting that information, I've had to ask so many people, like, okay, you use the website. Yes, it's great. It's awesome. It's amazing. It does have all mm-hmm. this. Does it do this, this, and this. Well, maybe. Mm-hmm. So then I go to the next yeah. guy. Exact same website. Exact same information. Okay, I ask the same questions. No, it does not at all. It doesn't do what yeah. you want at all. Like, well, this guy said yes. This guy's saying yeah. no. So you actually have to go in, and I, there's no substitute for experience, I guess. So yeah. you got to try out, try these it's things almost, out for yourself. Yeah, it's almost like you need a good friend who is using what you're thinking about using. And like, they have nothing to sell you. They just mm-hmm. want what's best for you. And they can tell you the truth. And uh, a lot of times you might not have those friends who can tell you that stuff. You can only figure it out by making a mistake, fortunately. Yeah. So Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or go to those real, real estate uh, uh, meetup groups, you know, yeah. go online and find people that are just doing the business. Anytime you find, you start meeting people that are selling something mm-hmm. or maybe they're vouching for their buddy that's selling something, you're always going to yeah. be slightly skewed. A little mm-hmm. bit, but if you go to the guys that are just like, oh yeah, I use this. It's pretty good. It does this, this, and this. Um, uh, and people in the industry themselves, they can tell you kind of where to, you know, juke and jive. Yeah. As yeah. Well. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. All right, Seth. Anything we're forgetting? Anything we've missed today? I mean, you're the oracle yeah. of land investing. It's <laughs> very kind of you. I'm not though. I'm. Uh, I'm just a guy. I'm still still learning stuff every day too. But uh, yeah. So. There's probably tons of stuff we can talk about, honestly. But uh, in terms of our our time, I think uh, I think that's all that's worth mentioning at this point. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to do it again though, because yeah, uh, this was fun, man. You're a fun guy to talk to. Thank you, thank you very yeah. much. Yeah, there's there's so many things like like we said though that didn't exist in 2008 and didn't exist in 2015 when I started and won't yeah. exist, you know, over the next yeah. year or six months. Maybe there'll be something super huge and new and uh, yeah. something cool we can talk about. So yeah, Steph, how can people get hold of you? Uh, yeah. So, uh, I mean, just retipster, retipster.com is kind of like the home base where everything happens. But if, you, if you're on YouTube or Facebook or Instagram or whatever, just type in retipster and you'll find where we are in those places. So yeah, yeah feel free to follow along and everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Try to be. 
Seth is absolutely everywhere. I mean, there's videos from years and years and years ago that that uh, I I learned how to buy. I, I learned how to find real estate deals from Seth. So oh, I wow. found that's awesome. Agent Pro twenty four seven. We talked about this before. Yeah, uh, was a, a data source that Seth would hook you up with back in the day for some discount. Mm-hmm. Uh, doesn't exist anymore, so I'm sorry. It doesn't exist. Sorry, but. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like I had that for almost the entirety of my land investing career. Amazing data for a super low price. Mm-hmm. So yeah, check his stuff out. There's there's all kinds of good information. Yeah, That's, here's yep. the big question. So here's the big question for you. Yeah, we are. Well, where am I at here? Land life. There we go. Land life. I buy and sell vacant land all over the country, kind of like you do. But Seth, if you could buy something for yourself anywhere in the world, vacant land, where would it be and why? Yeah, that's a great question. Yeah, I was thinking about this a little bit and like, honestly, like a clear answer wasn't immediately coming to mind. I I don't know why. Maybe I just didn't think about it long enough, but I kind of like a knee jerk response would be like somewhere on an island or something like that. But, um, But being in Michigan, so... We've got a, a lot of uh, shoreline on the west side of Michigan, on, on Lake Michigan. It's basically like the ocean view, but it's uh, not salt water. It's like fresh water. And it's, it is beautiful for about six months of the year. So I might might pick something up somewhere over there. Yeah. You might be able to actually do that like soon too. I probably could actually, but yeah. Haven't looked into it in reality, I guess. I'm just I'm dreaming about it. <laughs> Michigan shoreline it is. You, I think you're the first person to say Michigan shoreline. Yeah, a lot of islands. Yeah, Yeah. a lot of islands, a lot of Florida, a lot of uh, Hawaii type stuff. Hawaii would be pretty sweet too. You know what? Nobody knows about that Michigan waterfront. I mean, if you're in most of the country, you're not. You don't realize how good you the people in Michigan really have it for six months out of the year. Yeah, there's a there's a place I I used to hang out and camp at called Nordhouse Dunes. over like kind of right in the center on the Western side of the lower peninsula. And you can literally walk out there and it's like, you're the only person on earth. Like you can look up and down the beach and you won't see anybody. You'll be out there for days and not see anybody. And it's the water is like crystal clear and the sand is perfect. And it's kind of like you're living in a dream. And no kidding. a lot of people don't know about it until now because I just shared it, but uh, <laughs> you've ruined it, Seth. Yeah. So I take back everything I said. I lied. It's going to be packed. Next summer is going to be packed. It's going to find somewhere else. There's not not that many people listen to this podcast. You're going to be fine. I'm going to see (laughs) both of you there next summer. Yeah. I'm like, hey, Seth, what's going on, man? (laughs) Right on, Seth. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for uh, giving us your time. and um, Yeah, you bet. All kinds of cool stuff. And thank you for teaching us all kinds of cool stuff all over the years. And Yeah, man. It's good to talk to you again. Cool. All right, guys. Till next time, I'll see you on Land Life. All right.